0: Hello
1: everyone. This is David Dalton. This is Molly Dalton. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul.
0: Today we are covering self and people smart for the lectionary selections for the second Sunday in Lent, year C. Abraham and God make a covenant, and the psalmist sings of God's deliverance in times of trouble. Paul tells the Philippians to imitate him as he imitates Jesus. And Jesus mourns Jerusalem's unwillingness to be gathered to him. God's intention is to protect his people. Let's see how we can get this across using multiple intelligence theory.
1: This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings for the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover WordSmart, iSmart, MathSmart body smart, music smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our web page, morethanhearing.org.
0: Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then, we encourage you to try it for yourself. Anytime time and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome here, and uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Austin, Texas. Welcome to Austin, Texas. We are presenting at South by Southwest... No, we're not. (laughs) Someday. Yeah, we're we're here for family gathering, but... uh, uh, enjoying being in Texas and it's a beautiful day so we're recording outside and that's uh, uh, why we're a little late this week is because we're uh, we've been traveling and and so on so uh, we do want to get to what we've got for you here for Lint 2 so as Molly mentioned we're doing self smart and people smart and um, because we've been traveling, we haven't fully prepped for <laughs> the show. So self smart that I'm going to be doing is um, uh, mostly being aware of your yourself and your internal workings. And so we generally put things that are reflective and emotional in self smart, um, and. Yeah, look things at that our play previous... to people's strengths. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I, I guess at this point I could say be sure to look at our previous material about right. the smarts to get a little bit more about
0: it. Right. Um, and you can also look at the uh, information we have on the resource page at the website.
1: Right. Right. Um, which is morethanhearing.org. Uh, then, um, People smart is
0: People smart um, is uh, people who have the capacity to perceive and make distinctions in other people. Uh, so right. it's sort of like self smart and you know being aware of who you are and, and what your motivations and your, your reasons for doing things are but extrapolated outward to other people. You right. can get facial cues, body language, uh, tone of voice and, and be able to perceive pretty clearly what other people are saying. It's sort of being able to hear what they're saying beyond their words, right. be, beyond what they say to you. Uh, people smart people probably have a lot of friends. They have a lot of empathy. They have a lot of street smarts. Um, they uh, respond really effectively to cues in the other people's cues in pragmatic ways. Um, and, yes, there is a garbage can being oh, collected right. on the other side. Of the street. Is that what you're re- responding to?
1: No, I, I I see that you have prepared more than I do. <laughs> so that's all. <laughs> Anyway, I think um, which is not unusual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, whatever I didn't have a session meeting Tuesday uh, well, before yeah. before packing and getting ready to leave. So yeah, yeah you were a little more occupied than I, I. I was you were more occupied than I was before I, we yeah. left. So anyway, in my mind, uh, people smart folks have capacities that describe pastors, chaplains, educators, and counselors in church or faith settings are people who are really aware of other people and have a real desire to help other people. So those are our smarts for this for this particular uh, episode. And there's another garbage can. Yeah, this will be fun. Garbage truck outside. <laughs> it's, Morning it's, dove overhead in a tree, yeah. wind chime at the neighbors. Yeah, this is great. It is. It's lovely.
1: <laughs> so uh, we're going to be looking at Lent 2 for year C, and we have a previous episode from 2016, that you can take a look at at morethanhearing.org slash year dash hyphen. uh, We'll have the (laughs) link. We'll have the link for you. (laughs) In the show notes. And you can see what we've got there. Again, uh, Mm -hmm. Molly is better prepared this week (laughs) than I am. So uh, uh, I've got a couple of things, but uh, um, we'll see what turns up. So let's get to the smarts. All right, the gospel lesson for year C, Lent 2, is Luke 13, verses 31 to 35. The alternate uh, o- option for the gospel is the transfiguration. So if you want to do that, you can check our episode on the transfiguration from a couple weeks ago. But uh, we're doing this. Not sure this why month. you would
0: double up on that.
1: I, well, if you didn't do it then, you could do it now. I suppose so. But this is uh, Luke 13. And so this is where some Pharisees come and warn Jesus that Herod is wanting to kill him, yeah. uh, which is an interesting twist because uh-huh. we usually think of them being very adversarial.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: and here, not quite so much. So that's that, that's an interesting twist. But anyway... Uh, uh, Jesus then so uh, tells the Pharisee, "Go tell that fox for me. Um, listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my work. And that then I'm heading to Jerusalem because prophets can't be killed outside Jerusalem. So hmm. better get to Jerusalem." Hmm. And then he laments over Jerusalem, city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. And how I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks. Um, but but you would not. Uh, so, cheery little part here. Um, uh, <laughs> well, it is Lent. It's Lent. <laughs> it is Lent, yeah. So that's what we're heading <clears throat> into. So, yeah. Um, yeah, for self-smart, what I saw in the text here is responding to a threat, longing for peace, and a sense of impending death. So I was reminded of Harry Potter hmm. uh, as he was going to face Lord Voldemort in the middle of Book 7, mm-hmm. the last of the, the books, mm-hmm. uh, Deadly Hallows. And so spoilers here, <laughs> if you haven't read the book, which came out like 12 years ago or, something, <laughs> um, or seen the movies, which came out.
0: Yeah, it was 20 years ago they were, that the book, first book was released. Yeah. yeah. Dang.
1: Um, anyway, he, he knows that he is going to lose. Right. And he just goes because he figures... He can save his friends mm-hmm. if he goes into this mm-hmm. battle. So um, that's the mindset that he has, um, except he has no expectation of any positive
0: outcome, uh, outcome yeah. at
1: least for himself. Yeah. Whereas we suspect that Jesus had a, a, an idea of the resurrection.
0: Coming. Yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly.
1: Yeah. Um, Similar story might be uh, cons- the conspirators against Hitler in the film Valkyrie. Hmm. I think. I don't know. I never saw that um, one. I, I, yeah, I have to admit that I've I've seen most of it. But I haven't seen <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not, not entirely sure. That, that might not work. But um, there are definitely points in there where they are, you know, as with most conspiracies against a tyrant. And that's kind of what, what's going on here is... That they, they have a plan. It's not a great plan, but it's the best plan that they've got. They know that there's a definite chance that they will not survive. Um, and that that's probably more likely. But hmm. they're going anyway. Right. And that seems to be Jesus' mindset here again. Right. Um, and, and that would be true, really, of anyone who stands up to a bully. Yeah. So there's definitely some internal... Uh, struggle that would go on in this—that right. uh, that you are going into this um, r- at risk to yourself, right? But you but know the, it's the thing you have to do,
0: right? And and the option to do it outweighs the 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 the, the, the benefits outweigh the risk, right? right
1: yeah. Right. Um, so for special effect, invite your folks to imagine what it would be like and what it would take to stand up to a tyrant or a bully. Uh, Give them a little time and then ask folks to call out what thoughts and emotions they imagine having. And, you know, we often consider such actions to be noble. Do you think that such people feel noble in that moment when they are making that decision?
0: I don't know. They probably feel pretty desperate, like their back's against the wall, and it turns out to be noble in retrospect.
1: Right. Yeah, or At other people it,
0: see it as noble.
1: Yeah, in, in modern takes on this, I think that's true. Uh, in a lot of the historical stories, in mm-hmm. the great stories, um, it's th- there is often a sense of of being heroic, mm-hmm. uh, which we don't play into our stories these days anymore. No, but uh, anyway, that's that's kind of what I've got. That's what I'm thinking for self Smart.
0: Okay. Well, for people smart, I'm looking at verses 31 and 32 where the Pharisees come and warn Jesus and he responds to them. I'm wondering if that's an example of triangulating, Mm, which is uh, something that happens in family system theory, particularly where you are hurt by one particular person and uh, you enlist a third person. To be the mediator or the go-between, go and that frequently happens in counseling situations where the counselor becomes that third person, and so they wind up. If it, they're is, not careful, if, if they're, they're not, not well trained, right? Well, and there are some times where that is in some of the things that I read about triangulating, and, and I have a link to a particular website that is a family systems website mm-hmm. that says sometimes triangulating is the way you start the conversation. The therapist right. says so this hap and you have both people in the room at the, i mean you're not running back and forth between them you've got everybody in the room and so that kind of is the is the the link it's more of a link as opposed to the end point of a triangle the danger is be allowing that to become a triangulated relationship and so then you know you're caught in this endless right. loop yeah. um but so there's my, i'm wondering if if the pharisees
1: my my therapist used to say let uh, lets you and them fight
0: right yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and and so um I'm wondering if maybe this might not be what the Pharisees are attempting to do. You know, they've got a beef with Herod Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, they had a beef with Herod. He was not their friend. And so they're coming to Jesus to say, oh, he's going to try to kill you. And they think maybe Jesus is going to get all and go after Herod. And Pharisees be kind of like, who got that taken care of? And Jesus just turns it back on him and says, you go tell that fox that. and, And so he's got Herod pinned his character pinned and he also pins them in a way mm. by saying, i'm not playing yeah so uh anyway so i'm wondering if the pharisees are truly concerned about jesus welfare or if they're just stirring up trouble mm. uh scott hosey who uh writes at the center for excellence in preaching thinks that's probably the case he wonders if maybe they're acting as herod's messengers even Oh, you know, so they're in cahoots with Herod well, on this one. Yeah. So this is all people huh. smart because there are motivations and, and intentions that people are, are picking up on from other people's behaviors. And it seems that Jesus is ridiculously people smart because he figured it out almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we can't see the body language or hear their tone of voice to know for certain, which eliminates a lot of information for people smart folks in this particular passage. Mm-hmm. So um, for a special effect, it might be helpful to demonstrate ways to present the Pharisees' line as they come to Jesus. Begin by saying it woodenly and monotonously with no affect and no body uh, language, no facial gestures, just say the word, and then add layers to the reading. Uh, have the Pharisees use different tones of voice, different gestures, and have them react to Jesus calling Herod a fox. Mm. So you kind of visually, this is a little bit of smart, uh but you sort of uh, uh theatrically, de- yeah, 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 theatrically yeah theatrically demonstrate this this interaction yeah, yeah. and and how um adding the, la- uh, the the tone of voice the gestures the body language the 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 just the the subtle physical interaction uh, how that is is uh, people smart mm-hmm. how that's people smart mm-hmm. um So, a second option, or uh, another illustration, um, again, Scott Hosey's commentary that we will have linked at the show notes, uh, provides an interesting illustration of the relationship between Jesus and the Pharisees from the final scene of The Godfather. Mm. Um, There is a a major spoiler in the link, provided if you haven't seen The Godfather or read the book, but um, uh, suffice it to say, at the end of The Godfather... Uh, Michael Corleone can recognize the, the betrayer in, in the way the betrayer approaches him. Okay. So um, in, in a way, the, the way the Pharisees approach Jesus, he just sees it. Mm-hmm. He just totally sees it. Um, uh, another option for a special effect, maybe uh, for your call to worship, invite your congregation to turn and face their neighbors as you're gathered in mm-hmm. for worship encourage them to look at each other and recognize a fellow or brother or sister in Jesus Christ. Particularly use the the, the term gathered in and and, as Jesus is talking about being a mother hen gathering in.
1: Oh, okay. I was wondering where you were going with that. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, I should probably have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: okay. That makes sense.
0: All right. So there we go. Let's go on. All right, so the New Testament or Epistle lesson for Year C Lent Two is from Philippians, chapter three, starting at verse seventeen, reading through to the first verse of chapter four. And boy, those birds are louder all Man. of a sudden. Um, this Paul is speaking to the Philippians, and he's encouraging them to imitate him as he imitates Jesus. And so, you know, you do, you do what I do because I'm doing what he's doing, and we'll all do it together. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, <laughs> So he talks about the people who live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And uh, then he, in verse 21, he talks about the transformation of our body of humiliation being conformed to the body of his glory. Uh, And all of this is about Jesus. Uh, In verse 1, chapter 4, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. So he's really urging them to pay attention to what they remember, uh, of him and his devotion to Jesus and what they remember of their own devotion to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So for people smart, I'm thinking that there's a real temptation to use verse 18 as a clobber verse, the enemies of the cross of Christ. So mm-hmm. be really take really great care um, if you decide to identify, Anybody who might be an enemy of the cross, I would recommend against doing that. Just read the phrase, and if, as you refer to it, let people you know bring up their own images. But if you're going to do that, stick with Matthew 25, the Beatitudes, and the parables about neighborliness, because Jesus has some inf. He he uses the quote enemies to be the ones who are um, the ones who act in in. Faithful, disciplined ways toward him, mm-hmm. and frequently, mm-hmm. so you, people might have an idea of who the enemy of the cross might be, but it very well may not be that person or that yeah. group of people. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that was just a, something that occurred to me. So, for illustrations, an illustration about our behavior of, of mm-hmm. Christian as Christians, I always think about that joke about the woman losing her cool in traffic. Uh, she's been, you know, she's. Expecting to get through a yellow light, the person in front of her slows down. So she's honking and gesticulating and blah, and then she gets arrested by a police officer who takes her in and and tries to book her. Uh, and and he's and she comes back and he runs all the information, comes back and apologizes and says, "I'm sorry, but you know the the way you were acting with the the all the things that are attached to the bumper of your car." Uh, right, you are know, right, identifying right, 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 right. yourself as a Christian, I thought maybe you had stolen it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, tell that joke better. <laughs> 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 but that's a good illustration. Do you of have the, a link for the joke? I do, okay, I do, good. and it will be in yeah. the show notes. Okay. Uh, but I think that's a good illustration of the way our behavior uh, uh, imitates, or doesn't.
1: Or doesn't, right. Right. So, does that make you an enemy of the cross, if you are... Betraying the the love of Christ to your neighbor?
0: Well, I don't know if it makes you an enemy of the cross, but it certainly doesn't bring it, uh, any glory to it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, mm. If if you if you aden- which, see, this is the reason I don't have one of those identifying Christian things on my car because then <laughs> I'd have to drive like one. And I I don't think I'm a real jerk when it comes to driving in traffic sometimes, but I have things I say. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, not uh, usually to people in my car, but still, I mean, there's... Because
1: there usually aren't people in your car. (laughs)
0: Well, that too. Or there are people in my car that know me and love me and understand. And it's still not a very good witness. So anyway, I have another illustration. Let's go on to this one. Okay. Uh, So this illustration borrows really heavily from Nature Smart because it's about aspen trees. And I have a link to this article about aspen trees. But um, there's an application for people learning to imitate others by living like them, mm-hmm. because an aspen. If you see a grove of aspen trees, this you know, if you're in the mountains and you see just, especially in the in the fall, and you just see this carpet of gold leaves going up the mountain and down into the valley, that's all one tree, mm-hmm. because aspen have a single root system, right. and uh, so that that's it's a nature smart. Illustration, because you know nature, but the same idea. It, it, I think it translates into people in that we're all imitating and trying to behave like the same person, okay. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the article that I linked to about that, there's a way you might retranslate Philippians three seventeen as uh, this: "Be reborn as imitators with me, and so mark those who walk in the way of the example you have in us." Huh. So you will know who other uh, believers are by the way they live.
1: Oh, you could do some body smart
0: with that. Oh, ridiculously that would be so. fun! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for a special effect for this particular passage for people smart, this could be a good day to bring out the Barman Declaration, and mm. we'll have a link to that. Paul attempts to keep the Philippians' minds on the reality of their heavenly citizenship and the responsibility to live as though it matters in everyday life. And Barman is very much the same. It requires confessing Christians to remember who is Lord and who they are in light of it and what might be required of them as that light is attempting to be extinguished.
1: So if you're not familiar with the Barman Declaration, it is a statement of faith that came out of early Nazi Germany. Mm
0: -hmm. Written by Karl Barth and a couple other people. Right, right.
1: So it was the... uh, they called themselves the Confessing Church, mm-hmm. and um, they were taking a stand against against the Nazis and against the this, the churches that had thrown in their lot with the Nazis, mm-hmm. and calling them out on their uh, idolatries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. what have you got
1: for self smart? I got to thinking that this passage reminded me of. Goofus and Gallant from Highlights for Children magazine. Uh, and we've talked about Goofus and Gallant before. It's a comic, well, it's a yeah, comic yeah. strip that comes from that magazine that was used to teach morals, basically, and etiquette. And they they still publish Highlights, which I am always surprised about
0: because
1: it, <laughs> it, it, it uh, seems so quaint it does it does it was a thing when i was a kid um but they and they still have goofus and gallon going on so goofus is not surprisingly the boorish brutish uh impolite character who is all about himself and um, so it, it always shows him doing rude things. And then gallant, not surprisingly, is polite and always thinking of others and follows the rules and, and all those sorts of things. So it's a, te- it's a teaching tool to help align the student's moral compass by showing the results of the different behaviors. And that's kind of what's going on in this passage. So at least that's what I thought. Uh, For special effect, then, invite folks to consider who were your moral role models when you were growing up and what did they stand for and what did they stand against? And were there anti-models that did what you knew was wrong but were nonetheless attractive? And what was attractive about them? Um, how did you decide then whom to follow, the, the attractive anti-hero, not anti-hero, but anti, anti-role model, or the, uh, the righteous, to mm-hmm. walk in the ways of the righteous? Uh, and how about now? Who are your role models now, either way? And how do you decide now whom to follow? And what, what might Paul think of your choices
0: What might Jesus think of your choices? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go on.
1: The psalm for Lent 2, year C, is Psalm 27. Uh, It is a pretty familiar psalm. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold for my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It has several movements Within the psalm, it starts off with these statements of confidence and then it kind of rolls into um, seeking shelter and uh, as if maybe not quite so confident. And then it becomes almost less confident still in
0: saying, Lord, don't cast me off. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of uh, this this psalm, I think, is about trust. Yeah. And that's a self-smart
1: smorgasbord, really. Sure. Um, Yeah, because uh, you have to... uh, It's people smart in that there's a a negotiation there Mm -hmm. uh, in thinking about who to trust and who is trustworthy, but trust is definitely something that uh, can only happen within Mm
0: -hmm. the Mm -hmm.
1: person. So, um, So this is a point at which... Uh, my preparations fail, <laughs> so I had, I didn't get uh, much done here on this or the next text. But um, so if we were thinking about self-smart here for this, you might look for uh, the for situations where you start off with a bold statement and then kind of trail off into I'm not. Quite so sure, you know, please help. Mm-hmm. Which, which almost sounds a little bit like Piglet <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, you start off as Tigger and end up as Pooh. Right, or, or, or end up as yeah. Piglet.
0: Piglet is actually a good example of a self-smart character. Yeah. Because he knows. He does know he himself. Very well. Yeah. Does. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, oh, there. There, I came up with something. Right there you there go. On the spot. Okay. Well, what so, you what do you got?
0: Well, like I said, I, I think there's a, a lot of self smart in this, but in, I, I've really kind of had to scramble to find anything that I thought was people smart. But well, so maybe then we I thought traded. Well, you yeah, maybe. <laughs> but but I do think that the issue of trust um, is 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 kind of key on this. And I found an article from Harvard Business Review, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, And they talk about some tests that have been conducted by social psychologists that reveal when and why we trust people and whether or not to trust someone may depend an awful lot on competence and particularly their competence. So I'm quoting from the article that I found. um, What's the best way to assess competence? Do your homework. Although reputation isn't always a good indicator of integrity, it is a solid predictor of competence. That's because capabilities are relatively stable, regardless of trade-offs and rewards, and thus aren't subject to a moral calculus. So, if you've got a re- um, this is me. So, if you've got a long track record of competence, people can trust that, whether or not you're shifty. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. going back to the quote. So when you perceive confidence in a company's leaders, talk to current and previous employees, suppliers, and customers to verify that it's warranted. So this is all about business, but there's a lot of people smart that's in business. So we're
1: thinking that uh, this is applying
0: to the Lord? Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so in this way, the Lord's capacity and competence as a protector has been true in the past, and it will likely be true in the present and the future, and it will and will be able to be trusted. My um, brother's flight is coming in over. Hey, over Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, so I again trust competence, uh, a track record of of past accomplishments. So, um, thinking of it in terms of business, but you know, also in terms of what the psalmist was trying to get across. Right. So for a special effect um, I've gone to Joan Stott several times for Psalms. she writes a, a, a web, she's, she has a website called uh, the timeless Psalms and she does lots of worship um, uh, elements with that So she has prayers of petition and I've got a link to, the, to this particular uh, to to that for this Sunday. Um, you can find that in the show notes. It's uh, based on this psalm and while these prayers are usually read by one person, um, they can stand in for everyone present. So, for a layer of people smart, put some places in this these prayers of petitions where the congregation can pray their prayers of petition, or even in, uh, use this prayer petition or the call to worship that she has on that same site, and include varieties of people uh, doing it. And Howard Wallace, who is a an Old Testament professor from the Uniting Church in Australia. Uh, uses has some ideas for using this psalm as a call to worship, a refrain for the responsive prayer or reading, and a benediction. Uh, the psalm could also be um, used as a as a choral reading. So those are some people smart activities that you can use uh, in in worship. So there you go. Okay, let's go Let's on. go on. The Old Testament lesson for Year C Lent Two is Genesis 15. And the lectionary committee has selected verses one through twelve, um, and then jumps ahead to verse seventeen through eighteen. Yeah, so, that's
1: probably a good idea in this case, actually. <laughs> oh, I, I think that the the elided section there is probably a, a later edition. From, yeah, yeah, from because the yes, period.
0: yes, because it talks about his descendants being slaves in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to keep it historically accurate. Yes. yes. So um, uh, the word of the Lord comes to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. And Abram is a little upset about this because he doesn't have any descendants. Eliezer of Damascus is my heir. And uh, the Lord says to Abram, this man is not going to be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. Uh, and then he takes him outside, tells him to look up at the sky, see all those stars? That's how many descendants you're going to have. Um, then he reminds him that he's the one who brought him out of the land of Ur and to the place where he is now. And then he commands him to bring uh, some offerings, and he does, and they, uh, he, he provides the offerings. And some interesting things happen with fire and a smoking pot, which we're <laughs> not going to get into because what? Special effects. Yeah. <laughs> If you do anything with fire and smoking pots as a special effect, of course our usual caveat: have a fire <laughs> extinguisher available and try it at home first. Yeah. Okay. So illustration for people smart. And don't blame us. Right. Exactly. Uh, illustration for people smart. Um, it's all about the covenant. Uh, uh, it's all about living in the covenant. And so, for an illustration of covenant, talk about the covenants in which we, with which we are familiar, and in which we may be participating. Uh, a significant monogamous relationship—that is a covenant. Mm-hmm. A business partnership, mm-hmm. friendships—we uh, don't really expressly uh, speak of covenants in our friendships. We just kind of act them out. Um, Except when you're a
1: kid, maybe there's. Well, get, yeah, yeah. Know, probably when you're
0: a kid, there's some trade-off things.
1: You know, or, some, You know, uh, uh, making a blood covenant. You know. Oh right, right. Cut your thumbs. And, Press the blood.
0: Never did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other covenants. It's a
1: more a boy <laughs> thing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is.
0: Other, other covenants that we might participate in membership in church, membership in other organizations, social organizations, so, so, uh, uh, clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is one that kind of popped to mind that we don't really think of as a covenant, but people who provide security. Police. Oh, sure. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, folks who are engaged to be your home security. Military. Uh, military, yeah. Um, healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm. Education uh, r- relationships. Teachers and students. Mm-hmm. Teachers and parents. Parents and students. Um,
1: so it's an implicit an covenant. An implicit covenant,
0: yeah. So those are some examples of some implicit covenant.
1: Yeah. With with the military, there's a, an implicit covenant that they protect the nation, and then when they're done, we take care of them. Right. That's Or so it has been said. Yes,
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, So for a special effect going off this idea of covenant, uh, if you choose to use that, uh, talk about the vows that we make when we're married, when we're ordained, when we're baptized, when we join a congregation, or when we are dedicated to service. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are some specific church things, but there might be other covenants that we, we specifically and explicitly make vows and promise to do things. Uh, that are outside the church. I'm thinking uh, the oath of office mm-hmm. um, uh, to protect and serve uh, police officers. Taking out a loan. D- oh, yes. Pay it back. Yes. Um, yeah. The, 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 the uh, social, secular social contracts, the, the different kinds of... <laughs> you might not want to... Bre- bre- or, or terms of service. They always agree. Oh, right, right, Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the lengthy <laughs> legal document that people scroll, 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 scroll agree. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's uh, not a well considered covenant no, on one side. No, not at all.
0: Not at all. So, mm-hmm. so, those are some ideas for People Smart.
1: How would that connect with the text then? Covenant? Yeah, well, but I mean, more specifically. What, what well, would, what, what what would you want people to be taking away from that? Because it's the Lord who makes the covenant. So are right. we identifying with with the Lord? Well,
0: you're you're identifying with Abraham, who is the second party in that covenant, and he brings the animals to be sacrificed and does so. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's in it, through his actions, uh, he's essentially signing on mm-hmm. the dotted line or raising his hand and re, repeating the vows.
1: Clicking agree.
0: Clicking agree. Right. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, For self smart again, I did not come up with a lot that I have written down, uh, but I was thinking uh, that in this, there's uh, there's the frustration that Abraham has with not seeing evidence of. the result of the covenant, right? And so God makes this promise, and then it is like what twenty-five years later, or mm-hmm. something that He finally starts to see any kind the of response, yeah. And this takes place somewhere in, in that lim- gap, right? Uh, so we got to thinking about parents and kids, where parents make a promise, and. It doesn't happen fast enough for the kids. Right? And then the kids are like, you said. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, you may call to mind uh, situations from your own life, perhaps, where where you experience that from one side or the other. Well,
0: I always remember when I was a kid, if we asked mom or dad something, can we do this? And the response was maybe. It was like, nope, that oh. no, that means no. That means no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but um, anyway, the, if you have a story where a promise was made and then delayed, mm-hmm. that that you to, can you. Bring to you, to mm-hmm. you, or by you uh-huh. to someone okay. else, perhaps. But uh, in in either event, uh, and, and it might be interesting if you have one from each side. You know, yeah. if it's delayed, why was it delayed, and right. how did you express that to the other? And right. what did it feel like for you to have to wait to fulfill the covenant? You know, um, uh, and if you were on the other side, what was it like waiting for that fulfillment? So that's the the self smart element of of uh, the experience, uh, the internal experience of that frustration. On either side so um, uh, and and, you know for self-smart as we've said oftentimes the illustrations and special effects kind of bleed over into Mm -hmm. each other so um, by inviting if you just tell the story that makes it the illustration if you invite people to uh, reflect on their own story then it becomes a special effect
0: right so. Right. And, and and with self-smart, that's frequently the go-to. Yeah. Because sometimes it's, it, it, given, the, given the story, it's really difficult to, you know, okay, let's go do this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because, you know, I have some heifers and some doves that I'm going to, you know, <laughs> and the smoking pot in the smoking fire. Pot. Yeah. I, I know. don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, probably not going to actually act out that kind of, No. But then we're not invited to
0: either. Right, so, right, right. It's, yeah. it's it's Abram's story. Right. 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 Okay, cool.
1: Well, that's our podcast for today. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org, or facebook.com slash hearing or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect... At morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions or maybe got an idea you like better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We'd love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship.
0: Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org feed podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And, of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. at
1: this time. This is a Whippet Good production. Sing it Stop out, it. birds. Alright.
0: No, I can turn that off now, huh?